Welcome to day 281 of Shaped by the Word, season three, the story of the prophets. I'm Matt, and I'm here with my special friend, Adam Brunson. Um, we couldn't get anybody else to jump on the podcast with us, but uh, Adam graciously hopped on, and we're excited to have him and um, his wisdom and insight. If you don't know Adam, Adam is one of the elders here at Christ Church, and and so we're looking forward to this week at Shaped by the Word as we continue to walk through uh, the book of Ezekiel. We've seen up to this point a variety of different demonstrations from Ezekiel, a variety of different prophecies and and warnings and judgments. And and where we're at t- uh, today is, is no different. Um, he continues to recount the history of Israel. Israel has been a rebellious people since their beginnings. They, they have run after pretty much any and every idolatry. They've, they've sought to become like other nations. And in fact, Ezekiel's told us they're worse than other nations. And so the, the, their rebellious nature continues to be exposed and, and it will continue to be in the text that we're in uh, today that Israel is a rebellious people and idolatrous people. But then there's this shift towards the end of our, our text today where all of a sudden you start to see this glimmer of hope that although they will be judged for their sins as God is true to his character. Um, he will bring them through to, to something that is that is beautiful, something that awaits them that is that is encouraging. And, and so the, our text, um, again, more more judgment, but with, with glimmers of hope. And and so before we read, uh, we want to do as we always do. We want to pause. We want to take time to offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord and and to remind ourselves of what we have in his word. And so, Adam, would you pray for us as we get started? I would be glad to. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word that it speaks to us uh, every day when we turn to it. Pray that your um, uh, your voice would uh, would speak clearly to us, give us understanding and a mind to under understand what uh, what you were saying uh, to the audience originally, and and uh, by extension, what you would be saying to us today. Uh, help our lives to be more wisely guided, and ultimately be pointed more to Christ because of it. We pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Ezekiel 20, we'll pick up in verse 30. Therefore say to the Israelites, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Will you defile yourselves the way your ancestors did and lust after their vile images? Will you offer your gifts, the sacrifice of your children in the fire? You continue to defile yourselves with all your idols to this day. Am I to let you inquire of me, you Israelites? As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I will not let you inquire of me. You say, we want to be like the nations, like the people of the world who serve wood and stone. But what you have in mind will never happen. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I will reign over you with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm and with outpoured wrath. I will bring you from nations and gather you from the countries where you have been scattered. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm and with outpoured wrath, I will bring you into the wilderness of the nations and there face to face, I will execute judgment upon you. As I judged your ancestors in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so I will judge you, declares the sovereign Lord. I will take note of you as you pass under my rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. I will purge you of those who revolt and rebel against me, although I will bring them out of the land where they are living, yet they will not enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. As for you, people of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says, go and serve your idols, every one of you, but afterward you will surely listen to me and no longer profane my holy name with your gifts and idols. For on my holy mountain... The high mountain of Israel declares the sovereign Lord there in the land of all the people of Israel will serve me and there I will accept them. There I will require your offerings and your choice gifts along with all your holy sacrifices. 
I will accept as a fragrant incense when I bring you out from the nations and gather you from the countries where you have been scattered, and I will be proved holy through you in the sight of the nations. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I bring you into the land of Israel, the land I had sworn with uplifted hands to give to your ancestors. There you will remember your conduct and all the actions by which you have defiled yourselves, and you will loathe yourselves for all the evil you have done. You will know that I am the Lord when I deal with you for my name's sake, and not according to your evil ways and your corrupt practices, you people of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. So it continues with the with the rough stretch of reminding them that they are an idolatrous people, but it closes in really such a wonderful way that, that though they are an idolatrous, sinful people, the Lord is not going to cast them off forever, but in fact, through judgment as he stays true to his character, he is going to bring them in to the land again. They will be his people. He will be their God. And you have to love, you know, as we've talked through the story of scripture, you have to love the images here of this kind of second exodus, right? Where the first time God brings Israel through, he brings them with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. He, he you know, brings them to, to salvation through judgment, judgment on Pharaoh. This time, judgment's going to come upon themselves for them sin. But on the other side of it, he says, I'm going to bring you, you know, to the land. You'll be set up on the holy hill of the Lord and, and you'll be my people. You know, so you have this, this kind of contrast where we probably see in, in, in ourselves a lot here. But our hope is in the one who will do it. And that's what the sovereign Lord says. He will be the one who does this. It won't be Israel. They need someone to act outside of themselves. Uh, but as you read this, what are some things that catch your attention? Yeah, for sure. It's such a strong passage. I think, though, one of the things that jumps out at me first is at the start there, uh, you know, I think the topic at hand, the, the Lord's condemnation or accusation is, is um, not one of misbehavior first but one of misaffection. Yeah. He says, uh, you did what your ancestors did and you lust after these vile images. You know, I think, you know, you see a picture of God here who wants people's hearts, first of all, yeah. you know, and then their lives will follow. Now, certainly their lives did follow and we see a pretty big accusation after they're even to the point of, of uh, sacrificing children in the fire, which was certainly a extreme pagan practice from the, <laughs> the nations around them. Mm-hmm. Had not a not a small a small issue, but all of that flowed out of they first started to love the wrong thing. Yeah, didn't love they didn't love the Lord first. Yeah, and you know uh, several uh, several days ago in our reading we we hear Israel come to the Lord and they're saying, "Man, are you going to keep judging us forever because of the sins of our ancestors?" You know, we're we're trying you know really hard here to understand what's happening, and the Lord says, "It's not the sins of your ancestors you're being judged for; it's your own sins." You know, and, and so we, it's easy when we read Ezekiel or we read other passages, especially, you know, times in the Old Testament, we look at Israel and we say, how in the world could Israel be this unfaithful? You know, how in the world could they be this far from the display nation that God intended them to be? And, you know, and yet the, the message to the Lord is the same to us. You know, will you continue to defy yourselves the way the ancestors did and lust after these vile images? Mm. Will you continue to have a misaffection? It wasn't just your ancestors you know, but, but it's time to take, you know, the, the, the blame upon yourself that, that our hearts do wander after other things. We do have inordinate desires. And again, our hope in that is that the Lord will bring us through and the Lord will be the one who, you know, gives us a new heart. And that's where Ezekiel's headed, you know, in these promises of a new covenant that what we need is, is not sin management or behavior control. 
you know, what we need more than anything is for our hearts to be to be made new, that we could be cleansed, um, you know, and, and turned back to the Lord. So you have to love, you know, rebellious Israel right here <laughs> being judged, and, and yet then, you know, several times, then you will know that I am the sovereign Lord, and that the Lord will act. He will bring his people through. And uh, just, just great promises in the second half. Is there anything particularly in the second half stands out to you? Yes, there was one more thing that jumped out at me bef- quite a little bit just before the second half, though. Yeah, uh, I find this part uh, interesting in, in verse, uh, verse uh, I guess, 32 and 33, where he tells them, you know, you want to be like the nations. You want to be like the peoples of the world who serve a wooden stone. Uh, but what you have in mind will never happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure here if God's trying to tell them, you know, the thing you seek won't deliver, you know, like you're looking for life in the wrong place. And of course, it'll be like a mirage in the desert. I, as I read the flow here, I think it's more of, I'm not going to just leave you alone yeah. to pursue those things. And I think about people, how much people struggle at times with judgment passages and that aspect of God's nature. Um, but when I think about, you know, what's the contrast of love? It's, it's, um, you know, the opposite would be like complete indifference. I think yeah. if he had left them alone to just wander whichever direction their wayward hearts would let them go. But here, I think we see a picture, you know, there's a lot of types of love of God we see played out sometimes spousal, you know, sometimes, you know, like a parent to a child, I tend to read more of that image here. You know, I think of, of little children who want to go do things that will bring self harm. I think in a way, I think God's saying that to them here. Uh, what you have in mind will never happen. Yeah. I'm going to come after you, even though then not these images you're saying a wilderness, you know, their time to come in the future in Babylon will mirror in some ways their time when they had, you know, after the exodus and wilderness when they weren't trusting. But all of that was was restorative and sanctifying in nature. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I, I think that's, that's how I read it. it it's almost like the kid with their parents, you know, you're saying just keep asking and asking and asking and the parents like you're not going to get it. You know, the, what you seek is not, is not for your good. And, and so God, you know, say, I'm not going to desert you. I'm not going to leave you. In fact, to do so, you know, would, would be really to like the end of God himself. Cause these covenants that he's made that he said, you know, I will see through, we've you know, been following this story of scripture where God says, you know, through the line of the the woman, right through the the seed, through her offspring, someone will come and crush the head of the serpent. And we're wondering who that snake crusher is. We're wondering who the the seed of Abraham is. It's going to bring the blessing, you know, to the nations. And and so we're just we're seeing these images, asking when's this going to happen? And God's saying, I will be the one who will do it, you know. And and even here, you know, in their in their judgment, he says, you want to be like every other nation, but I won't leave you alone. Instead, I, the, you have to love the, the second part where he kind of talks about them being a nation that wants to be like every other nation. And then verse 41, he says, I will bring you out from the nations and I will gather you from the countries where you have been scattered and I will be proved holy through you in the sight of the nation. So I will bring you out. I will regather what I have scattered. And in doing so, I will make you a holy people so that the people look at you, see your your way of living, see the transformation that has occurred and and I will myself be proved holy. And, and again, that was the, the vision of what Israel was meant to be, that they would be a, you know, a kingdom of priests, a royal, a royal nation. 
a, a nation that would just beat it, you know, their hearts beat after God's own heart and that they looked like God. And so the nations would look at Israel and say, man, how holy is their God? How good is their God? And Israel has just failed to live up to this. So the Lord says, you know, if you're reading this this week with us, maybe one of the things to go through is just look at how many times the Lord says he will do this, you know, and just being mm-hmm. reminded that he is determined to accomplish his purposes in Israel. He will not give up on them. And in, and, you know, in connection with that, he will not give up on us. So the Lord will accomplish what he says he will accomplish. He will do this so that the people will know that we will know that he is the Lord. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for your grace at work in us. Thank you that you do not give up on your people. And the greatest evidence of this is in the cross, and the resurrection of Jesus, that you did not spare your own son and in doing so. You know, how much do we receive in him? Uh, Father, thank you for the grace. Thank you for the salvation that we have in Jesus. Would that shape us today? Would that turn our affection towards you, towards Jesus? Father, we ask that you would continue to be at work in us, continue to move us. Uh, We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.